dolphins and jags. What a drag! Shotgun for Trevor. He drops. He looks. Fires left side of us. Good! 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 Zay Jones catches it! The two-point conversion is good! Jacksonville is taking the lead! How good is that? Welcome, football fans, to episode 64 of the Surf and Artificial Turf podcast. I'm Baxter Hill. This is my co-host, Casey Thompson. Casey, how was your week, buddy? Third time this year, question mark, yes? Fourth, yeah. Fourth, third time. Third time this year. We've we've done it again. Can you believe it? Congratulations. And while it was quite the cakewalk for us, easily the most riveting win I have seen in a long time sure. for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Sure. Um, and important. Turns out, if you have a young quarterback that needs to turn the corner, play the Baltimore Ravens. Because both Tua and Trevor had their the games of their lives against the Baltimore Ravens. Um, that apparently is the way to go. And uh, boy, did, did Trevor really have a, a bit of what he needed, which is a, a, a national coming out party, right? Um, to where you could see what he can do down two scores. You know, that that's... They're, they're just... It, there's something about being in that situation where really you need a guy that can come back from that. And if you're down two scores, there are only a group of quarterbacks that you would trust in the NFL when you're down multiple scores. And it's the guys that are above that line that we talked about earlier this season. You're not going to put Zach Wilson or Kirk Cousins or anyone like that down two scores. You're not going to rely on those guys. They're going to make mistakes. Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow, Brady. And now I would say two and Trevor. It would be two guys that you can trust to still keep you in it, even when you're down two scores. And this was kind of um, just a good representation of what Trevor can be and the throws he made during the whole game, but especially down the stretch, uh, were pretty inc- incredible. Casey, how was your week, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> kind of jumping the gun. That was a uh, the recap here at the top. All right. <laughs> down to the game previews. Uh, I'm just moving along. You know, I'm, I'm three steps ahead. <laughs> Starting oh, late. Shit. Just trying to finish early. Uh, how was good. your week? How was your Thanksgiving? Tell me about your life. Let's talk about <laughs> football here in a couple of minutes. We'll get to the we'll get to the recaps. Uh, I mean, my I guess we already Trevor know Lawrence, how Casey you know? feels about it. <laughs> uh, my life is Trevor Lawrence. Uh, no, it it uh, it was everything else was fine. I don't know. How was your Thanksgiving? Was, Did it, you enjoy it, it? Had vegetables. That's good. Seldom, seldom, but existed vegetables. <laughs> uh, and happy to be uh, home. I mean, it was. It was fine. I'm I'm quite happy to be home. Um, nothing else really too exciting outside of the football realm. Yeah, football was good on Thanksgiving for the first time yes. in a while. That's those are some delicious football games, might I say. Um, my Thanksgiving was you know it was good. I had double Thanksgiving. Uh, I had Thanksgiving with my family in Orlando, and then drove back here to have Thanksgiving with Laura's family. Uh, my wife, now sick, as well as my child. Oh, I didn't know but, that. But this guy, my body is a temple. It's and I'll never get. You were sick. sick for like months. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Uh, I have not gotten sick yet. Hopefully that won't happen. But you know, you never know. What are you drinking? Uh, Voodoo Ranger, just the old straight up IPA. Voodoo Vice. Okay, let's get into it, shall we? Uh, week 12 recap. Uh, Jags clip Ravens 28-27. Uh, with a score 19-10 going into the fourth quarter, the Jags put together four scoring drives in the fourth quarter. A defensive turnover. Are we not and, doing question up top from email, or are we doing that later? Oh, my gosh, thank you. Uh, 
<laughs> Forget everything I just look, said. Look who's trying to rush ahead. Look who's trying to rush ahead now. Hey, we got we got a question um, in an email from one Jessica E. Bush, uh, the first lady of the Serpent Artificial Turf podcast. I know um, everyone's shocked by that. <laughs> let me read you this question. What flavor Christmas cookie is your favorite? And what do you think Trevor and Tua like? Provide your rationale. Thanks. What's your favorite Christmas cookie? <coughs> yeah, not sick. Uh, peanut butter blossoms. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. I mean, come on. I, I, you know you know my love for peanut butter. Uh-huh. Uh, throw chocolate on there. A little Hershey's kiss. Chef's kiss. You know what I'm saying? That, yeah. It's, it, it, it is a sublime creation. So I like the peanut butter blossom, but it's, you know, a little too rich for your boy. Uh, I'm a snickerdoodle guy. Um, yeah, <laughs> sure are, buddy. You sure are. Hang in there, snickerdoodle. <laughs> oh, man. Um, what about your cookies for Trevor and Tua? Um, so for Trevor, it's just the straight up sugar cookie. Little, little frosting. My God, oh, the not frosting exciting. sugar cookie. See, I think yeah, yeah, we yeah. we all went down the same vein, but mine is he likes the uh, he likes the sugar cookies with like the little like design in them, you know, like the Christmas okay. tree or like the, uh, the like the the ones with like the stocking on no, them. I I think he wants a little bit a little bit of sweetness, you know, a little bit of sweetness. Well, it is a I sugar that, cookie. Well, more sweetness in there. <laughs> You're in the cookie realm. Well, there's gonna be a lot of sweetness, and he wants a little bit yeah. more sweetness. Um, but still a relatively bland cookie hmm. um, because my guy, if you saw him in a tunnel, you know, a few games ago, uh, you know, he's not exactly g- going outside, super exciting type of guy. So he's going to stick yeah. to the basics. Well, I do agree. It's sugar cookie. And I do think it's, you know, he's kind of basic. Um, I know because of like where he likes to eat in Jacksonville that that's probably not actually the case that that's probably not his preferred cookie this is, this um like a vegan one no they eat uh, they eat at like nice fancy restaurants him and him and marissa oh sure uh like, like they like to like eat at like places like 28 north version in, in Jacksonville so he probably does actually like you know uh, a fancier cookie uh if you remember the toaster that he had on his had on his wedding registry, I assume it's probably a, a better cookie. But my first initial thought, like everybody else, is just plain old sugar cookie. Uh, Tua, a snowball with coconut. So, so it's like a round, yeah, yeah, yeah. This circular is because coconut Samoan. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, it is kind of. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I so my my other thought was like I could see him being into some sort of like ginger spice hmm. type of thing. Um, I could see him because I he just strikes me as a bit of a old soul. Hmm. So I could see him going for like a something that only your grandparents would like Are you, type of cookie. Ready for mine? Going off of that, sure. Fruitcake cookie. Okay. What is that? I've never it's a heard. cookie that, that they make cookie? like a fruitcake, but it's cookie. What's the thought process? Uh, exactly what you were just saying. He just seems, he's different. You know, he's left-handed. Not really. Um, but he throws the ball left-handed, which that's a little different. Um, and he just, he seems like such a different kind of dude. Uh, he seems like what... It, this does not mean to come off in a negative way. I mean this very positively. He seems like he is what Russell Wilson is pretending to be. Like he seems like the authentic yeah. version of what Russell Wilson is. Like it, he's a little bit different. He's, you know, not self-absorbed because that's like what Russell Wilson is, but he's just like, he's very quirky. He's very unique. He's just kind of, Goes beat goes to the beat of his own drum, uh, that Tua fella, um, smart. Yeah, I I agree with that. It, 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 but yeah, to your point, like he is super secluded. Mm-hmm. I mean, his social life, his um personal life, is I mean just very behind closed doors. Yeah. 
it was like a surprise to most Dolphins fans when they realized he had a kid. Yeah. Um, he secretly got married this past offseason. Like a lot of this stuff, I mean, he's very, he's very closed doors, mm. which is that part is definitely the opposite of Russell Wilson, right. his 12 bathroom house and all that stuff. So, and his birthday party, <laughs> um, <laughs> 34th birthday party. Yeah. Who has anyway, a 34th? Um, who has a birthday party when they turn 34? Uh, uh, Grow up, Peter Pan. <laughs> All right. Week 12 recap for the third time. Uh, Jags clip Ravens 28-27 <laughs> with score. 19. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, my God. I, 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 because I laughed at it, I do want to read your, your wife's response. Okay. Okay, to the cookie question. This is from... The second lady of the artificial <laughs> podcast. The other first lady. <laughs> My fave Christmas cookie is peanut butter blossoms. Trevor snickerdoodles because he's a pansy. Tua gingerbread man because at some point I fully expect his leg to fall off. Yeah. I mean that, you know, like. Maybe she should be on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's funny. That got me. You know, yeah, she's that, good. That was pretty good. Uh, God. Week 12 recap for the fourth time. <laughs> Jags clip Ravens. That joke wasn't even funny the first time I did it. 28-27 with the score 19-10 going into the fourth quarter. Uh, the Jags put together four scoring drives in the fourth quarter, a defensive turnover, and a game-winning drive with a two-point conversion to win instead of tie. Boy, did this game have everything. Uh, ETN going down, stung, uh, but it was great to see the rest of the offense step up in his absence. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about um, is the defense because – I want to start on the bad and end on the good. Um, boy, they are lucky to get, end up with this win. They had two dropped passes in the end zone. Um, Lamar was able to drive down the field when they needed it to to get them into range to uh, score. Um, and it was just like it. The defense overall is barely functional. Uh yeah, I they are. I mean, it was it was tough to watch because it was kind of like when you scored and took a, the the lead. I believe it was a, the one point lead. Yeah, it was it was a one point lead or two point lead or whatever it was. Two point lead. Um, I was like, I I know Lamar is going to drive the field. Here. Yeah, and it was you know old man Deshaun Jackson running wide open down the field. You know, yeah. that's, you know, things are not going well when he's sprinting down. I don't know if he, I, I mean, honestly can't remember. He was being covered by a safety and a linebacker. That, that checks out. He's being covered I by don't... Chad Muma and Rayshon Jenkins on that play. And if it wasn't for the terrible ball management after that point by the Ravens, where they just need a field goal to win it from the best field goal kicker potentially of all time, um, they could have wasted a ton more time mm. than they did. Uh, you know, you got lucky by the fact that. Oh, oh, well, let's let's stop for a second because who allowed that last touchdown? Devin Lloyd was Devin Devin Lloyd. My my man is struggling. <laughs> I yeah. I mean, Chad Muma looked better mm-hmm. than Devin Lloyd has. Um, and I mean that that in and of itself is disappointing. But on the on the other end, in terms of bright spots, Chad Muma sure and. Your your guy, I I want a formal apology for Mr. Andrew Wingard. He will not be getting an informal <laughs> apology. He's got to stack some games together before he gets a formal apology from me. Um, he made some plays. Yeah, he made some plays. Yeah, he, I, I was I, I was there. There was a few guys that made some plays, um, and uh, you know, it it is what it is with your defense at this point. That's kind of what you're. That's where you're at. Yeah. Is, is hope your offense has the ball last, which they, you know, pretty much did, but it's still almost allowed a game-winning field goal. Um, but but yeah, it's it's really just a it's it's a mess right now. You're not getting um, sacks um, at all, and it's just um, it's just. And this is this is a game where if you had not gotten sacks, it would have been you know it would have been fine. That's not the game plan going in playing Lamar is not. We want to rush him. We, you know, you want to contain him. But the problem is they haven't been getting sacks all year, so you can't really use that excuse in this game. They just they are not getting home. 
Yeah, um, my point is that there's no positive. Right. It's not like you got lockdown corners, you know, or you're you have a you're lockdown corner. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah, and it's an issue. Um, it further and further solidifies for me corner in the first round for the Jags. Um, my biggest issue is you signed a corner last year to big money. You signed a corner this year. You spent big money on a linebacker. You spent your first overall pick on an edge defender. And then you spent four picks on interior linebacker. And going into the next season, seemingly almost all of those positions I just mentioned outside of inside linebacker are needs for this football team. And you cannot keep churning these players, making these misses in the draft, signing these guys and being like, oh, well, it's only really a two-year contract, so it's not really that bad that we're getting rid of him. No, it's bad because you need to identify players who are core players that you can build a football team around. And if you're constantly churning these four-year contracts into two-year contracts and missing draft picks, this is where you're going to be forever and for me personally it's not because i didn't like him before but that was all his draft and we're looking at all these positions that he that trim picked that we're gonna have to go back into the draft again this year and you're going to have to redraft because you missed or you picked players that don't fit the position that you drafted them for with trayvon walker he he should not be an edge guy he should be on the defensive interior and it's just you can't keep doing this on defense or you're just going to you're going to eternally be a bottom 12 team in the NFL. Agreed. Offensively, getting into the positive, um I said moratorium on Trevor as a franchise quarterback talk until after week 12 and um <laughs> a good week to end the moratorium on um two fourth quarter touchdown drives in this game. Uh, last three games, he has a passer rating over 100, six touchdowns to zero interceptions. Weeks 9 through 12, he is the second highest graded quarterback on PFF only behind Joe, Joe Burrow. Uh, like I was saying earlier, it, it's, it hurt to see ETN go out, but it was great to see Trevor have this game, which to me is the marquee game of his career to this point. Um, you know, he's had a couple of game-winning drives, but nothing like this, nothing where you're overcoming of a fourth or a third and 21 to, to get, uh, to get into scoring position. And then to have that hurry up throw to Marvin followed up by a two point, gotta have it to win the game. Uh, this was Trevor's coming out party. And I hope he can just kind of continue to stack on this going forward. Um, look, there's a, there's only a handful of quarterbacks, right? That you gotta... <laughs> just go back uh, up to the said, top, and then we'll yeah, just yeah, just listen yeah, to that I can, again. I can maybe you know what I'll do? I'll I'll clip that out, put that there. You here, go, nailed it, <laughs> and we'll make it run much smoother for the podcast that we've done about sixty times, where I know the set. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, I I mean, just on that, I mean, I don't know, I was thoroughly impressed when you lose your best player on offense, skill skill position player, yeah. and perform the way he did. Yeah. Make Zay Jones look incredible. Make Hasty look incredible. Um, and yes, Marvin Jones made an incredible catch on that last touchdown. But I, it was just were, throws. It was the placement of the balls. Yeah, yeah. I mean the, th- the 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 placement on the Hasty touchdown earlier in the game was incredible. The timing, the anticipation with your second string running yeah. back on the wheel route. I mean, it's just, I mean, that's the stuff he's been missing. Yeah. He's been overthrowing those consistently. Mm-hmm. And he is starting to hit them. He started hitting them last game. He started and he was hitting them this game. Um, just excellent timing, anticipation, decision making. Uh, and... That last drive, of course, very impressive. And finally, having the ball with less than two minutes, having that game-winning touchdown, it it was very nice to see. Followed up with the the absolutely right decision with the two-point conversion. 
Perfect. No notes. Did you know that that was the Jags' first time in uh, franchise history to win a game when they were down by yeah. seven points or more mm-hmm. with two minutes ago? Incredible. Yep. Sure do. All right. Dolphins corral Texans 30-15. to 15. This game was over before it started. What you got, Casey? I mean, yeah. I mean. Uh, Could I hear no injuries to my all- vocal cords? Yeah, I, 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 it's just, it, it was an easy win. I mean, it was kind of like, I, I was texting you because you were working. I was like, it's 17 zip. The game was over before it hit this point. But I mean, it was, it just seemed like it was over pretty quickly. They couldn't do anything on offense in that first half. And, you know, our offense scored 30 in the first half. I mean, there's not much else you can say yeah. there. Pretty impressive surprising the way we did it. Um, I don't know what Jeff Wilson's stat line was. I can look at that real quick, but we relied heavily um, on the passing game, which I was, I was pretty surprised about, I guess, because we just thought that they were going to key up substantially for the run. Cause that's what I thought we would do. Um, but, you know, he ended up only rushing for 13 times um, for 39 yards. And I bet you, you know, maybe less than half or around half of that was the first half. So it was surprising to see that much Tua. Um, now, the downside is Armstead went out. And he might not play in the San Francisco game. It's looking better mm. right now that he will. Um, and Austin Jackson is also out. He also got injured. He also is not good. <laughs> I, I'm honestly not like too concerned about that. Yeah. Our offensive line was performing better without him in it. Um, Armstead, as soon as he went out, we were allowing sacks less than left and right, pressure left and right. That's a big concern. We need him to play, especially against San Francisco. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping he does play because that's when things got a little bit scary. Tua um, got hit near the well, on the last offensive play of the the first half. In a way that was very scary, the way he bent. Yep, um, half. Baxter is, is just showing <laughs> his hands how he bent. Um, uh, but uh, he, he seems okay and very pliable. Um, that too. Hoping... Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's how I describe. Him. And uh, you know, Arm said if, if he plays, you know that he's got that will play through injuries, you know, frequently. Mm. So you hope for the best there. And honestly, our offensive line could be better for it if Austin Jackson's out. So. You know, not necessarily, you know, no injuries and get the easy win, but pretty close to it. And uh, also nice, you know, I know it's basically against a peewee team, but nice to get the defensive touchdown, a few turnovers, you know, get them in the right mindset against a guy that you need to force turnovers for in Jimmy G next week. Only thing, my only note, we talk about it all the time. Good teams beat bad teams soundly. Dolphins are a good team. Texans are not a good team, yeah. and they got yeah. they could have easily looked ahead. Stopped. They could have easily looked ahead yep. to the to the 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 matchup that I'm sure is on a, a few of these guys, um, you know, mm. uh, circled on their calendars or whatever the fuck you say. Um, especially Mike McDaniel. Um, and guys like Mostert and things like that. And, you know, there's a few San Francisco guys here, Jeff mm-hmm. Wilson. Um, so they could have looked ahead to the tough schedule that is about to happen, but they did not. They handled their business, moving on with a solid win. Week 13 preview. Oh, it, listen listen to the uh, Mike McDaniel mic'd up if you have the time. Yeah. Because he is an absolute delight. Love do they guy. do that every week? Is he just now mic'd up for every week for the Dolphins? No, Tua was the last time. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's, that's what right, you're thinking right. of. Okay. Week 13 preview, Jags at Lions, a 1 o'clock kick. Jags are a one-point favorite on the road. Um, offensive matchup, Jags passing game 17th versus the Lions coverage 29th. Um, Jags passing game, obviously, like we were just talking about, came alive versus the Ravens last week. Uh, Zay Jones going 11 for 145 in the two-point conversion. Uh, they rank currently in the bottom uh, half of the league, uh, but if they continue to stack those kind of games, they're likely to finish in, in the top five by the end of the year. 
the Lions will let you score points on them. And you're going to also have to keep up with their offense. So I'm looking for Trevor to kind of stack another game on top of what he just did last week. Absolutely agree. Um, this could be another confidence builder for Trevor Lawrence. This is not a good defense. Um, they have been playing better as of late. They are on a bit of a win streak minus, you know, last week was yeah. um, a close one against the Bills, but they were on a win streak before that. And um, since they're by, basically, <clears throat> I, I I think this line's a little bit off, in, in my opinion. You know, I don't, I don't think the Jags are, are yeah. that much better than the Lions. They're the same team to me. This is a coin flip, and the Lions are at home, so they should, you know, should be more on the Lions side. Yeah, I, yeah, I would, I would say the Jags should be a little bit favored, but I, in terms of it, should be like minus two to the Lions, not plus one. That's a four point swing basically on a neutral field, um, which is just not, just not what I am seeing. Um, The, the benefit, of course, is Trevor. You know Trevor versus Jared, Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna you're gonna take Trevor on that on that matchup, and Jared Goff just has those games where he kind of just loses it at the beginning, and the confidence never arrives, and they score you know barely anything or nothing, like in the Patriots game. Probably not gonna happen against his Jags defense, <laughs> but um, you know I think it it, it is possible where uh, those games do happen with Jared Goff. Uh, so that you know, I could I could see that in terms of why the Jags are are slightly better, but yeah, I, this this should be another confidence builder. Build off what you just did, um, you know. After the Ravens, we faced the Bills, right? Tua performed again against a premier team, yep. um, but they, he he performed again, right? And he could has performed repeatedly after that. Trevor needs to do the same thing. Build off the best win that you've ever had, the best game you've ever had in the NFL, and. Uh, you know, hopefully ETN is back. Uh, Sounds like he will be. And, he was pra- practice today. You know, um, it doesn't have to be as hard as it was uh, with the, the previous game um, without him in there and also being down two scores. Uh, but I do still kind of, I still imagine this is a close game. Yeah, it's gonna all, they're all going to be a close game because their defense cannot <laughs> yeah. uh, hang. Uh, defensive matchup, Jags coverage 30th. Right behind the Lions coverage uh, versus Lions receivers, which is tenth. Um, the Jags and the Lions are very, very similar, other than uh, other than just having a feline for a mascot. Uh, both teams have potent offense and can't cover. Uh, one defense. One difference is the Lions have a true number one in St. Brown, and the Jags are more of getting it done by committee. Um, to to me, um, this is a Tyson needs to travel game. Tyson needs to be on St. Brown and needs to be shutting him down. And then you need to hope that the rest of your, that the rest of your coverage can, can cover the rest of the lions wide receiver core, which is, you know, after St. Brown, not that good. Obviously I would say Chark's probably their, their second best pass catcher behind St. Brown. Jamison Williams is not back, right? He might be back for this game, but like he's probably going to be on a snap count. He's never played with them. Like, sure. I, I I don't expect much out of a guy who's it's his first game as a rookie coming off of a torn ACL eight months ago or whatever. Um, but yeah, he he might be back for this game. But I'm looking at Jack's coverage versus but, receivers. I agree, uh, but my point is that that guy has some speed. Mm-hmm. We saw what Deshaun Jackson just did to you. He's yep. 35-year-old Deshaun Jackson, so a guy off an injury. Well, hopefully they won't have a linebacker Honestly. covering Jamison Williams this time. <laughs> well, is it is it better if it's Trey Herndon? Like, I don't know uh, what, what what you're looking at there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I I obviously agree with you. And then that's not to mention what do you do when you have two good running backs as well, which the, the Lions do. Um, Swift, of course, is also pretty... Um, high up there in terms of pass catching backs. Yeah. So it, it will be interesting. And we're at another situation where your pass rush, if they didn't get home against Lamar Jackson, this is a tough offensive line to get home against Jared Goff. Um, and so your guys in coverage are going to have to uh, just 
you know, Hang on. try their best to keep up as, as long as they can. Hang in there, that cat throws, on that poster. Which you know he will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know he will um, miss some throws uh, because he's Jerry Goff. But um, you know, sometimes he is a game to game type of guy, and if he gets going uh, and he starts feeling himself, uh, he he can look good. Hey there. Um, and so um, that. That is a concern against your defense, who, who really promotes feeling yourself. You know what I mean? Hey, uh, Jags, you're doing it to me. Um, Jags 37, Lions 35. Okay, wow. Um, this is a shootout. They're just going to be uh, back and forth down the field. This game is no defense. Yeah, I, I guess that's probably true. Jags 31, Lions 28. Dolphins at 49ers, 4.05 kick. Dolphins are a four-point dog. What's the Sunday night game? How the fuck was this not flex? You know what I mean? Good God. This is like... I don't know. This is It's something be... that's okay. What? It's, it's a say? game it's something that's, that's okay. okay? Is that we just yeah, told me? Yeah, the game. The Sunday night football it's game. It's something that was a, that's okay. It's fine. Um, it's, not, it's not the Broncos in primetime again. It's got to be Patriots. So, no, that's Thursday. Hmm. It's Bills Patriots is, is Thursday. So, yeah, I mean, this we've had some cupcakes. It's Colts Cowboys. Get the fuck out of here. Um, yeah, it's not very good. <laughs> um, we've had some some easy teams, and now now we're in the thick of it, my friends. <laughs> um, now we have a tough schedule ahead, um, and. Next week it's prime time against the Chargers. Um, speaking of prime time, uh, but this is potentially the best team in the NFC, hmm. and uh, the only solace that we have is that their two best running backs could be out, and usually not a difference with the San Francisco 49ers, but Christian McCaffrey is a huge difference maker for that team, and with Jeff Wilson gone, idiots, um, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they they could be rolling out their third string running back, and I don't even know who that would be. Honestly, Trey Sermon, where they're at, That's, he's gone. Um, my friend, he is he is no longer. Uh, um, so oh, Tevin <laughs> Coleman. Oh, just he can't be back. Oh yeah, there's no way he's back in the fourth. Tevin Coleman, baby. <laughs> he went he, he went to the Jets and came back. Um, so I I think. I, I am interested to see who starts there. It's hard for me to choose that as a matchup. Uh, I'm starting on defense here um, because I don't know who the running backs will be. Um, and so we played the 49ers a couple years ago and won. Uh, and that was by forcing Jimmy G out of the game by halftime because we embarrassed him. He was terrible. He was had tons of turnovers and I think that we can try to do the same thing here. One thing that has been substantially better over the past couple weeks since we got Bradley Chubb is our pass rush. So I'm looking at pass blocking, which for the 49ers, they are seventh and our pass rush is fifth, but I bet you it is even higher than that over the past couple weeks. Um, Strength against strength. But Jimmy G, if he cannot rely on his run game and is under pressure, just look out. I think it would be great if we could take some pressure off of our offense, having to go against this great San Francisco defense by forcing Jimmy G into um, turnovers and bad plays and really field position and stuff like that to where we can build the lead and then jimmy g is one of those guys where i do not trust being down two scores as long as iu catches a touchdown at some point i'll be okay with this game uh <laughs> tevin coleman is in fact on the 49ers practice squad oh okay um sure. who's the running back though if mccaffrey was out it's, would be the running back? well elijah mitchell he's out the next yep. two guys is a is a human being named jordan mason and Jay Mace and Tyreon Davis Price. So hell yeah! I'm looking at Tevin Coleman getting 
elevated <laughs> from the practice squad for this game if those two guys are out. Um, yeah, it, it. I'm interested to see kind of like what you're talking about. They're going to have to go more to a heavy pass game, obviously, this week for the 49ers, uh, who Zayvon Howard is on. And then you got still two more guys that have to get covered with the 49ers, with Debo. How many times did you start hate Xavier Howard in our fantasy league? And then the, he definitely didn't start with you last week. He no. has a defensive touchdown. Yeah. Just, you know, take that, that hurt. Baxter. <laughs> that, hurt, that hurt me personally. But I've been playing Bradley Chubb every week since I picked him up. Um, He's been good. Strip sack this past week. Yeah. Give me some more Chubb. Chubb and Phillips. I mean, my God. Anyway, go ahead. Um, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how the Dolphins handle the coverage uh, on Kittle. Ayuk and Debo, who they're going to allocate to those guys. Uh, our guy Darth uh, Darth Cater has been playing pretty well. He he's a, he's 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 a guy who hasn't allowed a touchdown. You would definitely want on your team. Um, he's definitely going to be a good core piece going forward as as corner depth yeah. um, slash yep. corner four for this team. Um, yeah. I could see him be CB three. Yeah, honestly, I could see us moving on, and um, I probably. I don't know. I really don't know what our cornerback plan is in the future, but Byron Jones is, I don't know, just fucking MIA. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been very weird. It's It, it reminds yeah. me of Will Fuller last year. It's kind of just the like, Albino oh, Tiger, I don't know baby. what is going on with him. Is he going to play? Is he, you know, we're all, we're all very frustrated that he's not playing, yeah. you know, we're like what the fuck is going on? Um, it, I, I, I don't, I, I hate that type of shit, but um, I, I don't know what's going on with him. Obviously he's not in our future. Um, I think Cater could be our CB3. Um, he has been incredible in coverage, so putting him in the slot, yeah. I think, is something that's possible. Um, this is a different uh, level but he's of been players. Fine as a CB too. Yeah, this is a yeah. different level of players than what you guys have been playing recently. So it'll be interesting to see if your defense, Absolutely. like you're saying, can't get home. What they're going to look like on the back end. Yeah, I, I agree. On offense, because they did, this is my team that I'm covering. <laughs> Um. So, yeah, I I think this is another one where, you know, I, I actually I'm I'm going to go with a, a weakness of ours, which is pass blocking. I, this is going to be very similar, um, but uh, in terms of the magic, but not in terms of strength versus strength, because our pass blocking is trash. Yeah. Um, and it is second worst in the league. Um. Even you know, with the fact that Armstead has played most of those games, but you know, if he doesn't play, we're we're in a whole load of trouble, and we're facing a pass rush which is ninth in the league. Um, so I, we need Armstead to play if he doesn't expect a lot of what we have seen from Tua before this year. Yeah, last year, um, <laughs> last year, often we're not out. looking. We're not looking at the twenty-yard routes that we've been growing accustomed to um, here with Waddle and Hill in the middle of the field and things like that. Uh, I would I would expect more short passes, um, some creativity, and probably a heavy dosage of Wilson Mostert. Uh, Mostert saying that he's good to go, um, so I'll be glad to see him back in. Um, I would love to see a lot more of our run game this this week, and but yeah, I, I do think that if if our pass blocking um, if our offensive line does not have Armstead, and it obviously won't have Austin Jackson, that's that's concerning. Um, we, we are we are gonna ha- we're gonna struggle against this 49ers pass rush, and they are also good in coverage. Um, so, you know, I think this game is probably, I don't know, we're we're looking at a, a, a defense that's probably closer to the Bills and the Patriots in terms of um, good defensive that we have played um, when two has been out there. And so we still won those games, um, but it was the way we won them was different, if that makes sense. Um, and so hopefully, uh, I, well, not hopefully, I have all the confidence in the world that Mike McDaniel will outcoach Kyle Shanahan. Hmm. So I, I, you know, I'm just going to put all my trust and faith in that whoever we throw out there, we will adapt, um, and the game plan will adapt, and we will uh, succeed. 
Give me that. Give me that. Pick them. The Miami Dolphins will win 24 to 20. Uh, unfortunately, the Dolphins are going to end up dropping one or two here down the stretch. This, to me, is going to be one of them, especially if Armstead doesn't play. I have the 49ers 23, Dolphins 21. Now it's time for our game this week. and We're hitting an old reliable because I just couldn't come up with a new fresh game this week. And we're going to do this or that. This is our game where we've come with um, two different scenarios where the other person has to choose which one they would prefer. I will get us started. Here is my first one. Casey, I want you to pick one of these teams that you would keep under their current franchise. Chargers current franchise or Jets current franchise. This or that. I don't know the question. <laughs> I don't understand what you're so, asking. So, would you rather have the quarterback decided? Would you rather have Justin Herbert and okay everything okay. that so comes the along with the Chargers? Yeah. Or would and you rather have the, the Jets, who have everything else but seemingly the quarterback? I would rather have the Jets. That's interesting. We had this conversation a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So I typically say quarterback first, and then we'll see what everything else happens. But the Chargers are concerning me with the way they're handling Herbert and the way they're coaching Herbert. And I think that they are farther away than the Jets are, even though the Jets do not have a quarterback. And I think the Jets are in a good position to get a guy, think the way the Bucks and Rams just won Super Bowls. I think the Jets are in a good position to get a guy that can get them over the top because they'll have the space. They have all the weapons on offense. They have a solid defense. And they have the capital. And they have the better coach. So there is just everything else going in the Jets' favor. Yeah. The way the Chargers are handling things, I have lost all confidence in Brandon Staley. They're, all of their signings and trades this offseason have not worked out. Cleo Max been okay. Some of them were some of them for for some of them were for injury. Some of them are performance, but it just you know I think that. It's it's it is concerning where they're at, and you are going into next year will be the fourth year Justin Herbert. Um, so you're talking about the end of the rookie deal. It's coming up. It's concerning. Uh, and so that is my point. I I I on a blank face. Yes, always go for a quarterback first, but it's just the situation. Hmm. Um, that really concerns me that in two years you're fucked. If you're the San Diego, sorry, <laughs> Los Whoa, Angeles Chargers. Hey, Even if you're the San Diego Chargers. <laughs> yeah, either team would be fucked. Um, yeah, I think I, I would put the Jets. This would be an interesting um, thought exercise at some point. Um, best teams, if you take out the quarterback and everything else, Jets are probably top five. They might even be. Like this is just kind of like thinking about it, just like really quick. He, they they could be number one. They could be even be number two. Um, you know, you're including the coach. You're including everything that goes around it. The yeah. Jets are a top five team. Mm -hmm. They just don't have a quarterback. Which you know we we sent them on their way to next year, and they might not. We might be writing an apology letter to the Jets because they put in Mike White, and Mike White is doing. All he has to do to win them football games. And that's just not be Zach Wilson. Uh, so I'm with you. I'm going Jets. Yeah, I think we underestimated. We both don't like Zach Wilson. But I think everyone has underestimated how bad Zach yeah. Wilson is. <laughs> like I was talking about how much I like Garrett Wilson in our conversation that we were having 
earlier, and it was just so hard to see because Zach Wilson was throwing him the football, but then all of a sudden he comes alive in a football game where Zach Wilson's not throwing them the passes. I'm going to do a similar vein here okay. and just do the franchise type thing. Okay. But we're going into the 2026 NFL season. Okay. Would you rather be the Rams or the Saints? You could have the Rams or Saints in three years. Which one would you rather have is the question. When is the, when is the first time the Rams are going to have a first-round draft pick is my question. 2026? I think they have 2025. And the Saints' biggest issue is that they just they, they are so far on, over the cap that it's insane that they have to like move some stuff around. Right. I, I mean, probably... Uh, <laughs> probably the Saints because I imagine... One of the things that we talked about, about how I said that I feel like the Rams kind of have an indefinite open window, um, which is not looking good this year. Um, <laughs> Nailed it. Is McVay. And mm-hmm. the trajectory that they're going on now, and he's already said that he's here while the core is there. I can't see Aaron Donald mm-hmm. sticking around after this year. You're going to lose Stafford probably after this year. Maybe get one more out of him. And... Jalen Ramsey, we know, is not the kind of guy who's going to deal with losing very well. So if this team starts to lose a lot, he's going to start to get vocal. He's going to start to demand trades or asking for even more money than what he's already got. Um, This team, as it currently sits, if I was just looking at both of these teams into 2026, the Saints issue is... How are you going to navigate the cap between now and then to get yourself to a position where you can build a football team? They do a pretty good job drafting, so they should be able to handle that. Um, the Rams just look like if things don't pick up, they're on a downward slide. Yeah, <clears throat> I agree with you. It's the Saints. Uh, the Saints do not have their first-round pick next year. But... I think next year should be a reset year and they could be good again in 2024. Yeah. They should just completely do everything in their power to reset their cap situation and tank their fucking asses off, get a top five pick, get Caleb Williams. Let's ride. Let's ride. That, that should be, that should be the saints outlook. That should be the way the saints do things. The Rams, I think are, in a spot where they will lose those guys you were talking about. They will lose Sean McVay. They don't have, they had the draft capital to get Matthew Stafford. And I look, if you're the, if you're a Rams, you know, um, fan, you would, it was just, there's none listening on this spot <laughs> or it might be out there, <clears throat> but I, you know, you're happy with mm-hmm. what you did. You take the Super Bowl win over that, that trade that you made. And the way that you've handled all the things, including the Von Miller trade and everything else. But, you know, you reap what you, what you sow, and this is kind of coming back. This is what will happen um, if it time passes, you know, which it's going to. And you're going to sit, you have a situation where you have no draft capital, you have no cap space. What quarterback will you have next year? You know, Bryce Perkins. There is no future for you. Yeah. Um, for these next few years, you're you're not going to get a rookie for a first round pick, and you're not going to have the cap space to get anyone else that's decent. Uh, and for the most part, there are rarely situations where quarterbacks hit the free agent market are guys that can take you to the promised yeah. land. So yeah, the Rams are in a terrible position. The Saints can reset quicker. Mm-hmm. So that's why I also agree that the right, the Saints are the better choice there. Casey, this or that? Watch a Super Bowl between two random teams or a World Cup match with the USA in it. Live. Oh, World Cup with the USA in it. A match. Just a, not, not like the final. A, a USA match 
A USA match? A USA World Cup match or a Super Bowl with two random teams, not the Dolphins. You're just there at a at all am I there? What are watching you watching it live? This is this is a a live experience. Would you rather see the Super Bowl live between two random ass teams? Okay. Or a World Cup match with the USA in it? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um probably the World Cup match. Yeah. With the USA. Yeah, for sure. Um I think that if you're at a game like that in either situation, Super Bowl or World Cup match, you got to have a rooting interest mm-hmm. because I don't think the Super Bowl is particularly enjoyable for the fans um, yeah. in the in the stands. <laughs> um, I, I I don't think it's something where. Uh, I'm not. I'm honestly not particularly interested. I, football games are not as. I mean, are you, they're you're good get, live experiences. You're getting a hot take here that just, I agree with. It's better to it's better to watch football at home on your TV. Yeah, I mean, generally it is unless you're you're at your if you're at your favorite team's sporting event. Yeah. you know it can become an event for you sure. to where it, it, it is worth it. But otherwise, two random teams. I mean, I, I don't think that's worth it. The World Cup match. I think there's other things that lead into it as well. Of course, the U.S. Um, barely makes the World Cup <laughs> some years anyway. Yeah. Uh, not to mention, it only happens four years. Not to mention, it's your own team. And I mean, I I think that you see the stands, and I mean that that I mean they're just fucking they're. They're balls to the wall. Yeah. They're having the times of their lives, you know, um, when when goals happen and things like that. I think that um, it's exciting. The tension is real. Um, it would be more exciting. Yeah, the tension. Oh, boy. Tension in a soccer game fucking kills me. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, I, I so I, I, I would go with the World yep. Cup with the USA. Maybe the next one. Sorry it took me so long to get to understand what you were talking about. That's okay. um, all right, so this is uh, this or that. So Trevor Lawrence has been dubbed Jacksonville Jesus. Okay. This or that, Jacksonville Jesus or Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. <laughs> Terry Hill, you're listening here. Uh, Jacksonville Hill has to answer this question. Well, they're identical because they're both white, blonde-haired men. So they're both. it's the same person. I'm picking the same person. It's the same picture, Casey. <laughs> Don't get sacrilegious on us. Well, uh... Huh. <laughs> huh. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go with actual Jesus Christ. Um, uh-huh. Even just taking out the... Your mom listening. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> taking out what? Even just taking out the... He is the son of God. If you just you just remove that part and you just focus okay. on the real human being that was Jesus Christ and the things that he taught, if we all kind of lived by the things that that Jesus Christ uh, taught, it would be it would be a pretty decent world. Not so much what Trevor Lawrence teaches. Beautiful. Thanks, man. Love it. Casey, this or less, less devastating. This or that. Uh, eat Thanksgiving leftovers forever, or Brenner forever. Brenner forever. You hate leftovers. A lot more options. Damn, you hate leftovers. No, 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 no. A lot more ap- options with Brenner. Um, I could. I mean, I just. I think you can have a lot more with breakfast. I think that the. I could have breakfast three times a day. Um, there are so many things, so many breakfast options. Um, so your your options. I mean, what is what now is constituted as breakfast? What you can get at a restaurant at this point is so similar to what you can get at dinner. I mean, you can get a steak. You can. I mean, there's so many things you can get at breakfast. Yeah, but you're gonna have to have eggs for the, if you're gonna have the steak. You gotta have the steak and eggs. What? 
You don't just get a. I mean, you don't just go to get breakfast and you get a T-bone steak and, and mashed potatoes. That's not Brenner, Casey. Get out of here. What? Well, it's steak, eggs, and potatoes. Whatever. It's fine. Much better than having stuffing or green bean casserole for the rest of my life. Give me Thanksgiving leftovers from here to eternity. We don't disagree much, but we're going to disagree on this one. Thanksgiving leftovers forever. I don't want to eat eggs every meal. I'll be for the rest of my life. Farting, it will be this just disgusting. Eggs every meal. No, thank you. you. But you're you're focusing on the eggs. Oh, it's breakfast. That's one item of breakfast. Waffles, this is like your your take, no, thank which you. I just Pancakes. realized, which is that you saying that you don't like dessert, but you actually just don't like cake. My dude, there are it's hundreds no, of desserts I, besides cake. I just don't immediately want to eat dessert. That's my thing. I, I like I, some I dessert mean, things. I like cookies. I like ice cream. But if I just ate a meal and somebody's like, we're having dessert. Do you want some? I'm more likely no, to yeah, say I'm no. I'm not like that. I, 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 that's, that's a little bit different, though. Uh, I am not a dessert at a restaurant type of guy. I am a dessert watching TV type of guy. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you there. Give me your final answer to that. <laughs> All right, our friendship on the line. Tua or Herbert? This or that? No, we've already... We're not doing this. <laughs> we're not doing this. Both. Poor K, no lows dose. Uh, Social media quarterback or the prospect? We got to stop. No. As, as a people, as a football watching community, as a nation, having to pit two players against each other just because they were in the same draft and having to determine which one is better. They both play the position. They both play it wildly different. One doesn't need to be better or or the other one doesn't need to be terrible. They're both very good quarterbacks. They play it differently. I am not doing this. I refuse. <laughs> that you refuse on, but you had to hesitate on the Jesus Christ versus Trevor. I refuse <laughs> this or that. I refuse to get pulled into Emmanuel Acho's arguments. <laughs> yeah. I will not do this. They're both great quarterbacks. You don't have to choose one. You can enjoy them both. The answer is Tua. All right, moving on. Now it's time for everybody's favorite segment, Casey's Casino Corner. All right, I know I went three for three last week because I hit all of my bets personally. So, let's start off with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Minus three over the Saints. Is that all we got? Bucks minus three over the Saints. I, I think that the Bucks are a better team than the Saints. I think that the Bucs... Um, I just didn't like the situation in Cleveland. Uh, but the NFC South is not good. The Saints are not good. Um, so I, I, I just like that matchup better. I do. I think the Bucks are a slightly better team than the Saints, so the value is there. Saying that they're even teams because it's at Tampa. Saying that they're even teams, I, I don't. I don't agree with that. I like the Bucks minus three over the Saints. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are currently one and four with Tom Brady against the Saints. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really buy into the versus a team type of thing. Uh, the statistical part there is just not, it's not important to me. There's a twenty-three um, to thirty-four in there, a three to thirty-eight, a twenty-seven to thirty-six, and oh, oh, zero points scored to nine, and uh, the finally their win this year, twenty to ten. Um. I don't know, man. Sometimes, like, I agree with you, but there's just, like, sometimes teams just have other teams' numbers. The The Jags can't beat the fucking Texans. The Colts can't win a game in Jacksonville. And the Saints can't beat the Bucks, Or the Bucks can't beat the Saints. So, uh, But they beat them earlier this year. Sure, sure, sure. In New Orleans. But <laughs> and it, they've won one. They have a winning percentage of .2. Um... I would not be making this bet, but I could see how you would be choosing the side that you are. But I would not. I would not be putting money on this one. Chiefs, Bengals, 
over 52 and a half points. Let's ride. Shoot out galore. Yeah. <laughs> Let's ride on that one. Teaser. Ravens. Eight and a half favorite point favorites against the Broncos. The birthday party trash team. Uh, tease them down to minus two and a half. The Detroit Lions are playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's I don't know if you know this. Yeah. They are one and a half point underdogs when I bet it. <laughs> Tease them up to plus seven and a half because the Jags are not winning by two scores. That's correct. Ravens minus two and a half over the Broncos. Lions plus seven and a half over the Jaguars. Two team six point teaser. You nailed it. Uh, Baxter's under special. Sure I did. Steelers at Falcons under 43. Yep. Especially with the, if <laughs> yep. Najee isn't playing. Go ahead. Steelers, Falcons, that game ain't getting a 43. Anything else you want to say? Uh, no, I, I like these double wins. Can we keep this yeah, going? Yeah, this is fun. Uh, I would really like a double win next week. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that would be pretty good. Um, but no, I... I, I um, you know, I'm glad we made it through. My internet stayed on. Uh, that was a concern for us here, and um, I just I I'm just looking for our quarterbacks to continue flourishing and blooming like the flowers they are. Stack them. All right, we'll be back next week. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts for us if you'd be so kind. You can find and follow us at Serpent Our Official Turf, all one word on Twitter. You can email us at the same thing, Serpent Our Official Turf at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you all next week on the Surf and Artificial Turf podcast. Mm-hmm.